Hello, and welcome to another episode of Happy Without Medicine with me, Dr. Yuan Di, your host. And if this is the first time we are connecting, I want to say thank you for listening to this podcast. And if you're an OG or recently started listening to the podcast, welcome back. Today, I'm going to be talking about how to prioritize your problems because I'm sure we've all been in situations when life just seems like it's giving a lot, (laughs) right? Life is giving a lot everywhere you look. There's something that needs to be addressed. And sometimes that can feel very overwhelming. But in this episode, I'm going to be giving you a step-by-step approach to how to prioritize these challenges so that you know exactly what to do next. If this is something that interests you, stay tuned and enjoy the episode. Welcome to Happy Without Medicine, and I'm your host, Dr. Yuandi, a medical doctor, therapist, and a fierce advocate for your happiness. My mission here is simple, to help professional women just like you create a life you're excited to wake up to. It's time to make the happiness you feel on the inside match the success others see on the outside. Let's get started. I'm sure we've all been there when a season of life comes around where it feels like, as they say, when it rains, it pours. I've certainly been there and I've certainly had patients who've come into my practice where it seems like, yes, we're dealing with the main issue at hand, but all of a sudden they come in and they're like, Dr. Yuandi, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened, all in the span of one short week. We've been there. And sometimes it can feel very overwhelming because on the one hand, the kids are acting up. On the other hand, it feels like the romance in your relationship is gone. And then it's the finances. You're not where you thought you would be. Maybe a deal that you were banking on fell through. Physically, it feels like things are all over the place. Your hair is crying out for some TLC. Your eyebrows, your nails, everything is like, please pay attention to me. It can all feel like so, so much. And I know that when I've been in those seasons, it feels like I am just chasing my tail, spinning in circles with no idea where to start. Recently, I've been feeling a bit like I've been spinning my tails. And when I looked around, I decided, you know what, the next step for me is to give my home office a makeover. That was the next step for me. After I did the assessment that I'm going to share with you today, I'm like, you know what? I need to give my home office a makeover. I need to get a chair that's more comfortable. I need to get a desk that I can adjust the height. I need to just put things in my environment, get a diffuser that will help keep me calm and grounded throughout the course of the day. Within a few days, honestly, that boosted my mood so much because I changed my desk. I changed my chair. I set up the environment to help support my productivity and to help support my physical health and to help support my mood overall. 
in the past. And maybe for you, it may be something like addressing your finances. I know that there have been times when it has felt like my finances were all over the place. I didn't have a finger on the pulse of what my money was doing. Maybe my accountant has reached out to me for some financials and I just haven't gotten around to getting back to him. Whatever it may look like, when I focus, again, using the steps that I'm going to share with you today and get things done with my finances, it's like, oh, all of a sudden I have more breathing room to tackle the other things that are causing me to feel overwhelmed. It's like when I just take care of this one thing, this one thing, all of a sudden, not only do I have the mental capacity because I'm not constantly thinking about this thing that's nagging at the back of my mind, but I have the emotional, the physical and the time to focus on other things And it just feels like the domino effect takes into place. So I'm going to share some steps that, again, are going to be very practical for you if you are in a season just like this um, that you can follow. So this will be one that you want to get your pen, your paper to write things down because I'm going to be sharing some practical steps here. And the first one is to acknowledge that things aren't where they ought to be. I can't count the number of times where all these things will be going on and we just keep pushing through and plowing through and just hoping that things will suddenly disappear. I know that I certainly have to guide a lot of my patients throughout, okay, can we just face the reality of the situation? Because the sooner we acknowledge what's going on, the better and the sooner we're able to come up with a plan to tackle it. Because the longer you bury your head in the sand, the longer you're prolonging the pain and the discomfort associated with these things that are bringing the challenges that you're experiencing. The truth is that even though we like to think magic will happen, things aren't just all of a sudden going to improve by themselves. We need to do something for things to get better. And in order to do something, first of all, we need to acknowledge that there's actually a problem. So the first step is get out of denial, acknowledge that things aren't going the way that you want them to, and then we can move up to the next step in actually solving the problem. So the next step is then to pick the area of focus. Whenever I was working in the emergency department or in urgent care and patients would come into the clinic or to the hospital and say, well, this is what's going on and this is what's going on. And six months ago, this happened. And then five months ago, this happened. And then one year ago, this happened. My job is then to kind of take it all in, reel it all in and decide what the area of priority is going to be. Picking the area of focus because if we're ping-ponging all over the place, nothing is going to get done and nothing is going to make sense. So how do you pick an area of focus when it feels like everything in life is just throwing things at you left, right, and center? What I like to do is I like to look at all the domains of my life. And for me, the domains of my life, and things might look a little bit different for you, but for me, what it looks like is my spiritual life, my love life, so my marriage. So this might be a relationship with the life partner, long-term relationship, or just your love life in general depending on where you are in this particular season. It's my parenting. It's my physical environment. And so this is what I was homing in on when I decided to change my home office because I figured that if I could tackle my physical environment, well, maybe not everything else, but a lot of other things would fall into place. And we're going to talk about 
that very shortly. So my physical environment, so that's my home in general, my home office, our rhythms, routines, um, just kind of how the day flows in my physical environment. The next area is health and wellness. And so self-care would fall into this category as well. My finances and wealth building, my community, my friendships, and my extended family relationships. So this is relationships with my friends, relationships with my cousins, my aunts, my uncles, my in-laws, right? So just my extended family relationships. Uh, It's also my career and my business my personal growth and development, and then finally my purpose and impact. And so for me, these are all the different domains of life. And for you, things might look a little different or you might name them differently. So if you're someone in ministry, purpose and impact, you might call ministry or you might just call purpose. If you're someone who doesn't work or is retired, you might have a section for volunteering Um, So everyone might look a little different for everybody, but I think you get the idea. So think about all the domains of your life. And then what you're going to do is give yourself a score out of 10. 10 being very satisfied with this area of life and one being not satisfied at all. Okay, so give yourself a score from 1 to 10. And then look at the areas of life and decide, okay, which area do I want to focus on based on the score that I have given myself? So I have mentioned before that I have taught a self-care course called Revive and Thrive. And in this course, if health and wellness, for example, like I said, self-care falls under this category, I actually teach how to do this by a simple assessment, where again, when it comes specifically to self-care, you do a rating score. Um, And what that will look like is then homing in on because self-care has different domains as well. Um, we don't want to be thinking about my professional self-care or my financial self-care and my physical self-care and my emotional self-care. It becomes too overwhelming. And as you can tell, I am very anti-overwhelm. I, I believe in simple, consistent effort, small changes that build up into big momentum over time. Um, And so in this course, like I said, because it's very challenging to tackle all areas at once, we would pick one area of self-care and build it out. I'm a firm believer, like I said, in the power of focus, in the power of momentum. And as things gain momentum to a certain degree, then moving onto something else. But if self-care isn't your focus, if your health and wellness isn't your focus and you feel like, oh, yes, I am good with my fitness, I am good with my all those areas when it comes to self-care, the six different areas of self-care that I talk about in the course, then look at the other areas of your life. Is it your parenting? Is it your physical environment? Is it your community, your friendships? Anything that has received a score of five and below should be areas that you really want to decide on focusing your attention on. And again, I would only offer that you focus on one area. Which then brings me to my next point of leverage change. And so what is leverage change? Leverage change is looking at what area can I really focus on that is going to give me the most benefit overall. So for example, I could have decided that, hey, when it comes to how I'm feeling, I'm experiencing all this back pain. Let me go see my doctor. I can go see my doctor, but then come back to an office 
that isn't set up and conducive enough for my physical health. And so I decided that if I change my office, change my chair, change my desk, that's going to get rid of the back pain, which it has, by the way. It's also going to help me feel more productive because not only am I changing my desk and my chair, I'm also putting in a diffuser that smells really good and it helps me stay calm and grounded throughout my sessions as I'm talking to my patients working from home, right? So I could have picked going to the doctor. I could have picked going to get a massage. But the idea of leverage change is picking the one thing, the lowest hanging fruit that is going to require not too much effort, but the impact, the effect of it is going to be much larger compared to just picking one area or multiple areas that only move the needle forward a little bit. So you're looking for the change that's going to move the needle forward the most versus little changes that are only going to move the needle forward a little bit. So that's the concept of leverage change. So after you've acknowledged that things aren't really going the way that they ought to be going, after you have picked your area of focus by looking at all the different domains of your life, after you have picked what you're going to do based on leverage change, you're going to write it down. You're going to write it down because when you write it down, it increases the chances that you're actually going to get it done. And not only are you going to write it down, what you're going to do. So in my example, it was revamp my physical environment, revamp my home office. So writing it down, but then also writing down the action steps. So what that might look like is going on Amazon and picking the desk, picking the chair, doing the research on what sense I would like in the environment. So breaking it down, writing down the priority area, and then also breaking it down to the action steps. Because again, a goal without a plan is just a wish. You're going to decide on when you're going to take the action and what action steps you're going to take. And sometimes it might be over the course of a few days. It might be over the course of a few weeks. But in this scenario, for me, it was just a few days where I sat down, did the research on the things that I wanted to do, the items that I wanted to purchase. And thankfully, my husband was able to help me set them up within a day or two And between the time of deciding on wanting to change my environment and actually having a new office, you know, was just a few days. But, you know, depending on what you're working on, it might actually be a bit longer. And then finally, you want to commit. You want to commit to these actions. I was listening to a lady just a few days ago and she was talking about how she spent a whole year focusing on her family. So she had the option, she was doing really well in her business and she had the option of continuing to grow and scale her business, but she decided that the opportunity cost, which was her marriage and her kids, was too high. So she spent that year focusing on her family and also getting involved in other initiatives like her hobbies and engaging in the community. So it wasn't a 100% focus on the family, but when she looked at her entire picture and all the domains of her life, the energy that would have been required to grow and scale her business would have taken too much away from her family, too much away from her physical health and her wellness and her self-care. So instead, she decided to spend the year focusing on her family and focusing on herself, and she has come back stronger. So just to recap, 
we are all going to get to seasons of life where it feels like there's so much going on and all the different areas of our lives just seem to not be going the way that we want them to go. And that's okay. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with life. You know, you don't need to throw anything away. You don't need to burn anything down. All you have to do is acknowledge that things aren't going the way that you want them to go and things could be better. The next thing that you have to do is pick your area of focus by looking at all the domains of your life. Then you want to make leverage change. So deciding on what the changes are going to be that are going to move the needle forward the most versus making little changes here and there that don't really add up to anything. You're going to write down which priority areas and the action steps that are required because you need to take that corresponding action. And finally, you're going to commit. You're going to commit a certain amount of time to really gaining momentum in this area. And when things are settled, they don't have to be all the way settled. When you think that, okay, this area seems to be going and rolling on its own, you can then move on to something else. All right. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to send it to a friend. And if you're interested in learning more about the self-care course that I talked about earlier called Revive and Thrive, I specifically created this course for anyone who feels overwhelmed and feels anxious and is not quite sure where to start specifically when it comes to their self-care then go to my website, my newly minted website, yuandeolamide.com and click on the work with me tab. It's the first course that you'll see in that area. Or you can also send me a message on Instagram. I'm at Dr. Yuande. So that's at dr.yuande on Instagram. And I'll be happy to share the link with you on the course. Until next time, remember that I'm here always fiercely advocating for your success and your happiness. Bye. Thank you for joining me, Dr. Yuan Day, on the Happy Without Medicine podcast this week. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate it if you could give it a review on Apple Podcast because it helps Happy Without Medicine pop up when other women are searching for ways to find their happiness again. And visit happywithoutmedicine.com to view the complete show notes and other resources mentioned in today's episode. I'll catch you next time.